What is the right way to play the High Stakes Fantasy Football FFPC Main Event and Football Guys Players Championship lineups this weekend? Who do you need to pick up if you have waivers alive still in the rest of the 2022 uh, HSFF Hour season? And what advice can you take? from a guy who is in the top 20 in the FFPC uh, Football Guys Players Championship, Football Guys uh, FPC um, Championship round going forward here. That is all the questions that we are going to ask tonight. The 18th place player in the uh, FF, uh, excuse me, the Football Guys Players Championship um, Championship round. Um, Corey Dockerty is going to join us tonight. Farrell Elliott is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Damn the pressure. I've seen. Broadcast live and heard around the world. You are now watching the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. Welcome to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts Eric Balkman and Farrell Elliott. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for analysis from the best players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Baltman and Farrell Elliott. Solace in the scripture, are we not all our father's sons? I became a man, nobody ever told me what a man was. Welcome in, welcome in to the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour for Friday, December 16th, 2022. I am your host, uh, Eric Balkman from the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, which you're watching right now. The Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown, which you watched on Tuesday. And of course, the High Stakes Fantasy Football Show on the Better Sports Network, which aired Wednesday uh, with myself and Mike Shope on the Better Sports Network, as well as Facebook. Uh, Twitter and uh, Twitch, as well as um, YouTube. Uh, hopefully you caught that. If not, hopefully we'll give you enough advice to get you primed for a $500,000 win or a $1 million win, depending upon if you're playing in the Football Guys Players Championship or the FFPC main event going forward. I want to remind you to play the FFPC uh, weekly challenge. There's no draft, no salary cap in that. Just choose 10 players. If you're playing with the slim format <clears throat> with no kickers and defenses, choose uh, 12 players. If you're playing, uh, excuse me, you're playing with kickers and defenses, choose 12 players um, by Sunday's kickoff. If you want to play without the kickers and defenses, the slim format, you only have to pick 10 players. Just choose them by uh, Sunday's kickoff. We have Saturday football this week, which is eligible for the FFPC weekly challenge. Only one player per NFL team, $35 to enter, $200 to enter, 30-team contest, 100-team contest, or if you want to play in the 10-team contest, just beat the other nine players that you have uh, going against you. And if you do that, you will get a free entry into the 2023 FFPC main event. You can play for a million dollars in that contest um, and with just the cost of $200, and you just got to beat out nine other players. Um that is going on right now at myffpc.com. Uh, my if you want to play for a $500,000 grand prize or a $100,000 grand prize in the FFPC Playoff Challenge or the Football Guys Playoff uh, Challenge, which is going on right now, we opened up uh, registration for that, I would say, about two weeks ago, roughly. Um, you can join that right now. $35 to win hundred grand, $200 to win five hundred grand. That's all at myffpc.com. In case you missed it, the road of this high stakes lowdown on Tuesday night at 10, 9 central. We had the FFPC main event 12 place 
overall finisher, Jerry Kaforsky on that program. We talked to him about um, uh, roster team management um, going forward, start sits for week 15 as he is going for a $1 million grand prize and much, much more. You want to check that out at um, youtube.com slash FFPC fantasy or rotaviz.com slash podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, comment, share, and get notified uh, so you don't miss episodes like that or episodes like tonight where we will have on Corey Doherty, the uh, pride of Canada, as he is trying to win a $500,000 grand prize in the Football Football Guys Players Championship going forward. It's going to be a lot of fun. Remember to like uh, this video, subscribe to this channel, comment on this video, share this video to all your friends, and get notified with that little notification bell. Um, the more we do that, the better the content gets, the more videos we can put out. You probably saw the FFPC Week 15 preview with Aiden LaCorey and Dave Cipolli. Um, Stuff like that is going to get more and more prevalent. Stuff like this with myself, Farrell Elliott, and uh, Corey Doherty is going to get more and more prevalent um, where we can interview the guys that are getting things done, that are winning a lot of money in this contest going forward when you like, subscribe, comment, share, and get notified. Without further ado, he is at J. Farrell Elliott on Twitter. Check out the Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship at KFFSC.com. The definitive commissioner of fantasy football, Farrell Elliott. Welcome aboard, man. Uh, we are only, we're kicking off the championship round of the FFPC main event and the Football Guys Players Championship. How are you sitting on those contests, my friend? Oh, you know, I, I'm in one and and I've got a chance. And if uh, Ramondre Stevenson will stay healthy, I'll have a better chance. And if a certain young tight end from Tennessee uh, continues uh, uh, his touchdown making ways, I'll have even a better chance. So, yeah, I, I'm very happy about uh about where we are. I'm very happy uh, in the uh, Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship mm -hmm. where we have three weeks to go that you, Balky, have teams that are in the hunt that uh, good friend Jeff Joaquin uh, was leading. My bad. Keep well, going. It's okay That's because when you help. mentioned Jeff Joaquin, and it, it's very important to note to everyone that Jeff Joaquin, a noted musician before he got in the music side of the business, uh, business side of music, but nevertheless, his band Gray Factor from uh, 1979 is re-releasing their full uh, uh, volume of, of records and, and music this year. So uh, when you see Jeff at the draft next year, you can talk to him about Gray Factor, something that he'll never bring up, uh, the lead singer. of uh, what It's an interesting genre, and I'll let him tell you more about it. But Gray Factor Records are available, and Jeff Joaquin leading the uh, KFFSC, and uh, with the team in the championship as well of the FFPC. So, you know, it, hey, we spent 10 minutes talking about him and, and how great Dave Turp is and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I think we should talk about the fact that last week we were asked some challenging questions, and we got some stuff right. Not only were we right about uh, Brock Purdy once, we never been right about him twice. He went in Seattle, and and he played like a stud. And we were asked about Homer. Would, would you play Homer? Would you play? We said a Homer really doesn't have the goods to be a full time running back. And the the dreadful fumble that he had um, last night is is perhaps evident of him trying to take a bigger role and not being able to deliver. It sure is a lot of great football in the Bucky. It is, and I think one of the things I have been asked about um, within the last 48 hours, Farrell, and this is, this is not pertaining to 
2022 fantasy so much, but what's your um, best estimation? If Brock Purdy continues this oh. ascent, right? If he continues to do what he's been doing so well, um, if he continues to lead this team, not only through the rest of the regular season, but through the playoffs, maybe he even gets the NFC Championship game. Maybe he gets the Niners to the Super Bowl this year. What do the Niners do next year? Is it Trey Lance's team or is it Brock Purdy's team? Your thoughts? Well, uh, that's a very good question. If, uh, you, uh, you, you, if it's not broke, you're not going to fix it. And if it's uh, you're not going to shoot the horse that won the race. So uh-huh. Trey Lance will become a very interesting side note. And th- this is why you have seven rounds of the draft. And you know what? They drafted him and Mr. Irrelevant. He's the last pick, but he was relevant to them because they wanted to make sure they got him. If they had waited, the agent, the player, there's no way they sign in San Francisco and jump into that situation. So they, they've had an idea about what this player could bring, and they've, they, I'm, I'm sure everyone in the 49ers organization busy patting themselves on the back for what they did mm-hmm. in the draft. And, and you know, this player's going to hit a roadblock. He's going to have some hiccups. It's not going to be perfect, but it's been about as good as anyone could hope so far. So one of those things where I just think it's weird to think about, like <clears throat> if Brock Purdy leads this team to the Super Bowl, you're you're still rolling with Trey Lance next year. And then I think about it, like, well, what mm-hmm. happens if New England would have gone back to Drew Bledsoe instead of Tom Brady, mm-hmm. you know, and, and stuff like that? Because obviously the the fortunes not only of the Patriots have changed, but the rest of the NFL has changed going forward. And I and I think that weighs heavy on Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, and the rest of the Niners brass going forward. Um, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo fares into their plans. There's a lot of stuff to learn about Brock Purdy. I think as a lot of defenses will be watching a lot of Purdy film at Iowa State going forward um, for the remainder of the season to try to figure him out. But right now he's running at hot. And I think for FFPC players, you got to understand, and I don't think I'm stealing any of the thunder from the stuff I have prepared for tonight. But whether you have Kittle, whether you have Ayuk, whether you have McCaffrey, um, so on and so forth, I don't think it drastically changes whether it's Garoppolo, whether it's Lance, whether it's Purdy going forward, because I think it is such a system that Kyle Shanahan has set up there that I think Purdy can still get it done. He's a, a, a mentally, it, it seems like he's in a good place. Yeah. Athletically, he does enough to get the, the, the team moving forward down the field, moving the chains. And at that point, you're starting Kittle, you're starting McCaffrey. Ayuk, I know, was a letdown last night, but I'm going to go on a limb and say I think Ayuk could still play going forward, especially without the presence of Debo Samuel. I think the Niners are a fascinating situation. We only scraped the surface on Brock Purdy. We will see what happens going forward. I want to move uh, things forward with Fantasy Flash and move it to New York, back East Coast. Zach Wilson is going to get the start this week, uh, Farrell, against uh, the Lions. Adam Schefter reporting this on Twitter early. Now, Zach Wilson, over the course of this week, has taken the majority of the first-team uh, snaps. Mike White has already admitted to the media he does have a fractured rib. Uh, Zach Wilson was struggling with the yips, according to Robert Sala, the head coach for the New York Jets. Now, I think the, the big thing with this is you weren't necessarily loving starting Mike White unless you were in a super, uh, super flex league. The thing that this comes down to is like guys like Garrett Wilson, guys like Elijah Moore, guys like Tyler Conklin um, – uh, even Zonovan Knight going forward, which we'll get you know uh, into a, a little bit for, further in the show. I guess the big thing I want to understand from you, what are you doing with Garrett Wilson-Farrell? If you own Wilson, 
knowing that Zach Wilson is getting the start over Mike White, does Wilson become a bench for you in the oh, championship yeah. round? Or are you still playing him knowing that Wilson has got to be competent enough to get him the football where he can still put up a 15 or 20 point week here in week 15? This is a rare event where I like a, a player for fantasy that I don't necessarily like as a player on the NFL. You'll hear me from time to time as a great is a great player, but you just don't want him for fantasy football. Wilson is just fine for Garrett Wilson and all the other receivers. We go back to a guy that on uh, Halloween weekend, uh, 355 yards against the Patriots. He also threw like three picks, but that doesn't matter from our perspective. We want to know if he can get the ball to these receivers. Yes, he can. And that, look, uh, every quarterback goes through the yips. If, if, if Josh Allen throws another one at the foot of a player and complains about it, are we to assume that he's at yips or is he just going through a bad run? And then the player gets the benefit of basically the worst that could happen. The player has lost focus. He lost focus in the, you talked about Brock Purdy's professionalism. He looks a little bit like a deer in the headlights. He looks, uh, he looks a little bit like he's been programmed and he's, he's afraid to get out of the box conversationally. Um, uh, Wilson in a situation when they ask him, did your defense, did you, you, did the offense let the defense down? His one word answer, no. And I think that's what caused him all the problems uh, in the coaching staff and, and somewhat lo uh, loss of uh, respect from the players. But look, he's had two weeks to do makeup. He's had two weeks to watch the game. Players play better after they watch the game. Start all your Jets. Don't fall for it against the Detroit mm. Lions, a team that really has difficulty defending and where you're going to play a lot of points. Get your guys in there and be happy with Zach Wilson. It won't be as clean as Mike White. Mike White's a player that we love rooting for, and I've been talking all year about why, why it wasn't White, why he doesn't get a chance. But, uh, you know, it's Wilson this week. Play your Jets. Let me ask you this, Farrell, because I answered this question on Twitter probably about three hours or so ago. Um, I had a question. Um, Garrett Wilson, who is going up against the um, uh, Lions, obviously yeah. at home this week, should be, I think the total net is like 45, 46. Um, he had a choice between him or Christian Kirk, who is going to be at home against the Dallas Cowboys defense this week. I advised him on Kirk because of Zach Wilson starting. I like Trevor Lawrence better, who I know is listed as questionable. I think he goes this week. I said Kirk over Wilson. How would you rate this? Would you it's hard to put Kirk on the bench. We've had a hard time getting to the fact that we really believed in Kirk. You remember the $74 million contract? And we said, I don't know. You know, we, we got to follow the money. Yes, Kirk is... Uh, Kirk has had up and down moments, but so have the, all the receivers from the Jets. There's talent at both these teams at the position. Uh, but, you know, you have to like Kirk. You have to like uh, Wilson uh, as, as number one guys in their respective teams. But Kirk, we're going to give the edge to him. Uh, you are saying Kirk. I am saying Kirk. Hudson Kern Reed is chiming in on Christian Kirk as well. Well, yeah, he's a sharp guy. He's a sharp guy, obviously. The definitive commission or a definitive fantasy football player from the Ivy League. Uh, well, You've you got you everything. You need to get your beard back tonight. You need a drink and you need to get your beard back. And But you guys, you're so... Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's growing. It's Did growing. you notice I'm in a festive red holiday uh, turtleneck? I, Hallelujah! Yeah. yeah, that looks good on you, my friend. I had a haircut, lost eight pounds. <laughs> Is your hair that thick? 
They yeah, get yeah, really. Get a haircut? Yeah, the, the women bag it up and take it home with them. And, yeah. <laughs> well, women that are over seventy, you know. No, yes. that is not true. Older women, no, bag, no, yeah. no, no, no. That's Farrell is going to be. But we digress. Zach Wilson might be interested, but who knows? You know, women of all ages, yeah. are big fans of not only Farrell's hair, but Farrell in general. Oh, um, all right, so let's talk about the Tennessee Titans here, Farrell. Traylon Burks um, is is probably going to miss this week. He's got a concussion situation going on. Chig Okwanko is a guy who caught all six of his passes this past week. He's he told everybody's lame. It, right. He's been he's been rising uh, up high stakes uh, players um, draft uh, not draft boards but start sit boards. Yeah. Um, when they consider we'll start sit boards, I got when one you had, when you had um, Chig Okwanko on the waiver wire in. I don't know. I want to say week. You would know this better than me. Week ten or week eleven. That's when he got scraped up in a lot of leagues, and I think he's on a lot of teams right now who are in the championship round. In fact, I brought this up with Mike Shope on the High Stakes Fantasy Football Show on the Better Sports Network on Wednesday. Chig Aquanco in the FFPC main event is the second most owned um, championship round tight end behind Travis Kelsey. In other words, all the people that are going for a million dollar grand prize, Travis Kelsey is the most owned tight end. Aquanco is number two. This is a guy that I think at this point in the season, when you are looking for any help, anything you can get at tight end, Aquanco makes a lot of sense. And I think Aquanco has to be in week 15 lineups this week. Uh, Aquanco uh, for the Tennessee Titans, excuse me, is at Los Angeles going up against the Chargers, not a vaunted defense. If you are down in the main event championship leaderboard, if you are down in the FPC championship leaderboard, this is a way you can make up a lot of ground. I love a Quanco this week, Farrell. Yeah, beloved uh, playing partner of mine, Trevor Holton. I picked him up and we paired him with Kelsey. And all of, as owners prepare to get into the uh, dynasty drafts this spring, uh, especially the new ones, you know, the, 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 this is the type of tight end that you should look at. And if you've been forward thinking, this is the type of tight end that we're going to see do well in the NFL. Uh, the, the move tight end, the F or X tight end, as I believe some teams, uh, you know, in a 240 pounds, 245 pounds, plays like a wide receiver, not asked to block a great deal, has wonderful hands, great contact balance, could probably play receiver, could probably play running back. Could probably say anything on the team. That's what we want in the FFPC. And this is the uh, Tennessee Titans' number one wide receiver. It doesn't matter if we're talking about Burks or Bobby Trees or, or, the, or the kid I like, uh, Westbrook Akeen. They did all of them take a back seat to this player because he's being defended by linebackers and he runs past them all day. This is fantastic situation uh, for any fantasy team that has rostered him. And if you have him rostered and leave him on your bench, shame on you. Exactly. Uh, we have Corey Doherty, the pride of Canada, gnashing on some poutine in the green room because he is the pride of Canada. We got some cheese curds, some gravy, some lovely bacon, uh, all simmering for him is right he from back Montreal? there. He, I don't think he's. I, I think he is from the Ontario province. I could okay. be wrong on that, but we will talk with him about that shortly. Uh, but I, before we get to him, Jeff Wilson, questionable for the game tomorrow night, Farrell, against the Buffalo Bills, which has reportedly um, going to be played in a lot of snow. Could be as much as uh, 430 feet of snow in Orchard Park. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but anything's possible. 
Um, he had a limited session yesterday, limited again today. I am of the opinion that Raheem Mostert is the guy you want to play if you're looking for a Dolphins running back. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I have cooled on Jeff Wilson okay. this week, um, the pass catcher in that Dolphins offense. I, I don't know if I want to play him in week 15, but Mostert, I think there's something uh, to like there. What do you think? with this Dolphins-Bills matchup when you consider the Miami backfield? I'm always looking for a reason to get Mostert on my team and then always looking for a reason to get him in a lineup. And, you know, everyone needs to realize who Mostert is. I keep talking about the fact that he's injury-prone. Yes, sometimes that's the case. But Mostert, the hurdler at, at Purdue, and, and you know, you, you, he's overcome uh, and, and been tested so much athletically. He He's still – this year, over 600 yards rushing, four and a half yards of carry, and this would—we've yet to see the real Mostert. We've got three more weeks here of where we just might do it. There was a question in the chat room about what do you do with these players in the snow? He is a disaster for defenders in a in the snow. And you know, we have a guy in Canada coming on. You know, he probably wants to laugh about when we start talking about snow. But snow is a problem in football. Uh, when it is accumulating and when it is mixed with wind. If it's just snowing uh, and it, there's not much ice in it, you're going to be okay. But if for fantasy football purposes, what you don't really want to do is play a defense in the snow. Offense knows where it's going. Defense has to move. But, you know, the kind of player that, that you're dealing with, good, uh, good pass uh, pattern runners for both these teams, you know, you, look – you want to try to defend Tyreek Hill, try to defend him when you're moving on a slippery surface. He knows where he's going and you don't. It's a nightmare. And as long as the ball can be gripped and caught, as, as long as, as, as the re- receivers aren't dealing with too much precip- precipitation in their face, they're going to be all right. This, this, don't get all worried about the, about the snow. It, it, it's, it's not an issue. Now, if it's blow. <laughs> If it's blowing, you know, sideways into your face, and then that's a whole other thing. That is a whole other thing, uh, for sure. I got a, a text message uh, today, um, or not a text message, but a DM on Twitter about benching Tyreek Hill this week and because of the snow. And I said, look, man, uh, I have Tyreek Hill in, in a decent amount of leagues. I am not benching him uh, in, in any of them. As you just articulated, Farrell, the offensive player knows where he's going. The defensive player does not. This is a massive boon for players like Jalen Waddell and especially Tyreek Hill. I know the total in this game is only 43 and a half. Okay, I get it. Like this is probably not going to be a massive, you know, 10 catch for 240 yards and three touchdown performance from Tyreek Hill. You don't always necessarily need that, especially in the championship round of the full football guys player championship or the FFPC main event. You get a good week out of Tyreek Hill. You're going to be happy. I think you're going to get a good get a good yeah. week out of him uh this we'll talk more sure. about i'll talk more about snow one more thing if Go you're ahead. at the game if you're at the game and you look and you see players that are huddling around the heaters you see players that normally don't wear sleeves but they're packed into sleeves the the, the idea from the player standpoint is don't change anything about what you do if you're a Dolphins player and you don't wear sleeves, don't go out in this game in sleeves. Don't stay on the sideline and watch the game. Don't be over by the heater. Stay engaged with the game. You know, I, I've been to our, our friend joining us from Canada. I've been to two Grey Cups, almost froze to death in Saskatchewan. It's because I wasn't playing and wasn't moving. If these guys stay engaged in the game. They're going to be fine. Stay engaged mentally and, and 
it, it'll work out just well. It'd be interesting to see the Dolphins players, how they come out for warm-ups, what they wear, what they look like uh, in the uniform. If you see Tyreek Hill show up, he doesn't have sleeves on, that's a good sign. It's a good sign, for sure. And remember, these Dolphins guys, they were, they've were they been playing in Florida at home. They've been playing mm-hmm. in Los Angeles on the road. Now they get to Orchard Park, which at like if there's a good week to go to Orchard Park uh, this season, it'd be this week. Saturday it makes night. great things to read. It's it's great to read about, and it's it's great great back and forth. It, it is going to be great back and forth. I cannot wait for that game tomorrow uh, between the Bills and the Dolphins. Almost as much as I cannot wait for our next uh, guest, which is coming on right now. He's been playing fantasy football for roughly a dozen years. His home team is a 12-team, half-point uh, PPR, two-keeper auction draft. Fairly competitive, not as competitive as the Football Guys Players Championship. He started playing in the FFPC this past year uh, and uh, really enjoyed the high-stakes leagues, including the Football Guys Players Championship, and obviously this year with the main event. Right now he sits um, going into the championship round, 18th overall in the Football Guys Players Championship. Once again, the pride of Canada, which I think is a legion now of of about 12, 15, maybe yeah. 20 players on this You're show. Very fickle. Oh. You've got a lot of prides in Canada. <laughs> he's, he's the newest. He's the newest pride of Canada, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome him on right now uh, at Corey Docs underscore. He is Corey Doherty. Welcome into the program tonight, Corey. Congratulations on your success. This is your second year playing in the FFPC. You got to be loving life right now, man. Yeah, it's good. Can, can you guys hear me okay, by the way? You're coming through perfect. Good. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I love it. It's. I uh, wish I could talk more about it with everybody, but it doesn't seem like uh, too many people are on the same level. So, so mm. let, let me ask you this, okay? You were playing in this uh, 12-team half-point PPR auction draft kind of quasi-mixture um, uh, league. Mm-hmm. How did you get? How did you hear about the FFPC? How did you get involved? And obviously, your second year, and now you're in the top 20 going into the championship round. This has to be blowing your mind right now. Yeah, so I work at a – I'm a correctional officer, Windsor, Ontario. It's about four hours uh, south of Toronto, about – 20 minutes away from the Detroit border. It's Detroit. My, yeah, yeah. And one of my uh, coworkers uh, was asking me, he, I was talking to Zeroff one day about fantasy, and uh, he asked me if I had ever heard of FFPC. I said no, and then he turned me on to it, and I've been hooked ever since. Shout out Dave Cannell. Good job, we, Dave. We appreciate that. Yeah. Um, nice. when, just real quick, I know Farrell wants to ask you about Tuatunga Vailoa and the snow that we're we're gonna be seeing tomorrow night in in Buffalo. But um, when you drafted this team, and and I know you drafted several football guys teams this year, um, but Corey, t- tell me a little bit about when you looked at your team right after you had drafted it. What was your sort of um, immediate grade of the team afterwards, and how well you thought this team would do in the long run this season? I think whenever I draft a team, I always immediately feel like it's strong. And then I look it over and I start overthinking, overestimating, and then maybe come back down to earth a little bit on it. I know I really like the Austin Eckler. I was super high on him coming in. I can grab him anywhere I could. And you were in the minority there, wasn't he, Balky? I would say so. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean, wow. you, 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 you cashed in on 
Well, I mean, we could talk about your whole draft. I mean, I, I think you got some really good values. Kenneth Walker, I know you got in the middle of this draft as well. But Eckler, like, uh, and I'll tell you this, Farrell, too. Well, Farrell and Corey, I was in a Better Sports Network draft uh, on Wednesday night and um, for 2023. First overall pick uh, was not me, but the first overall pick in that draft was Austin Eckler. And this is a guy that I think as, as we look forward to the Football Guys Players Championship, the FFPC main event next year, um, this is a guy that we we have to look at seriously at the 101. And you didn't invest the 101 on this, Corey. You got him later on in the draft, and he's been paying dividends for you big time. Yeah, he sure has. He's just so versatile with his catching and even his rushing. I, I love the Chargers offense. I, I, I grabbed any piece of them I could in yes. most of my drafts this year. And I do like them going forward and – even just for the, not even fantasy, but the Chargers alone, I like them in the playoffs this year a lot. When they're when they're healthy, they're great. Uh, I want to get to Tua real quick. I, I'm glad to know that you're in Windsor. Question, did you attend the draft at Planet Hollywood, or did you play online? No, it was, it was online. Okay, you must make your plans to attend the draft in Planet Hollywood. And I heard that I, you... I, I have been to Planet Hollywood before, but... Yeah, well, let me tell you, if, if the FFPC is not drafting there, don't go there. We have other <laughs> things to talk about. But the, the, when when the FFPC is there, that's when you need to be there. When the KFFSC, uh, Windsor, which is Detroit, which is just north of Kentucky, we call it northern Kentucky down here. So you can come down here and play in the KFFSC. But what he said, Balky, was he wishes he could be with more people to talk about fantasy football that's played on this level. That's what we got to do. We got to get you to Planet Hollywood where you can hang out with some of these guys in the chat room. We got we got to get you to Kentucky. When you come to Kentucky, I'll introduce you to Danny Mueller and a guy named Jay Reed and they will take you down a a wormhole of fantasy football that you may not get out of. But until then, let's talk about Tua. Hold on. Tua, I, let me just let me just say this. It's a wormhole you may not get out of but it could be a very profitable. It could be. Yeah, yeah. So. It, it, you, you, you walk around with those and it's got like gold is falling out of their pocket and you, you, you pick it up and they don't want it back. You just put it in yours and keep going. The um, Tua, you heard what we said about the cold weather in Buffalo. It's not to repeat ourselves. Now, here's the guy that perhaps could have some challenges. It, it has a lot to do about history of play. It, it has a lot to do about hand size and how he grips the ball. I, you know, I think if you're, if Tua is your quarterback, you're in on Tua uh, through all elements, rain, sleet, snow. Your thoughts on Tua? Um, I wish I could say I'm the biggest Tua guy, but. You're not. You know, I, uh, watching him and I, I think he's in a good situation there in Miami. I think Tyreek and Jalen, they they're, they're, they're what are you going to do with him this weekend? <laughs> well, you got to tell course, us. That's part of being on the show. If you have better <laughs> options, I, I would pivot. If you have better options, maybe like uh, if you have a Kirk Cousins, maybe even Kirk Cousins, Indy. And of you course, could have better options based on where you got to in the draft. I mean, you could yeah. have quality options. I suppose. For sure. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Like, Fair enough. I know there's like the whole, even the draft debate between him and Justin Herbert. Like, of course. I'm all over Justin Herbert this week too, so yeah. If if, if I if, if you could pivot, I would say pivot. If not, you know, lim limit your expectations. I think, and especially the bad weather. Um, yeah. Have you, by the way, have you guys seen the video that somebody posted where they they mirrored uh, his throwing motion to where it made it look like he was right-handed? 
And it's beautiful, right? Is it, it not is. beautiful, Corey? It, it, it did. It, it changed my mind a little bit, but I saw I a few see. of those downfield throws to Tyreek where Tyreek had to run back 20 yards to get in and brings me back down to earth a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, speaking of Tyreek Hill, I, I, again, I, we don't like to put words in the mouth of, of our guests, but Corey, you said Tua Tungavailoa, you may want to pivot somewhere else. What about if you have Tyreek Hill? What about if you have Jalen Waddle? I only bring this up because I've had people text me, DM me on Twitter, and, and say, what about these guys with the snow this week? I said, you still got to play them, okay, with, with Hill and Waddle because you probably don't have better options, right? Is that the same mentality that you have with these guys? Um, just to reassure our viewers tonight, you got to be playing Hill. You got to be playing Waddle, regardless of the snow or not. So I think, I, I think Hill's an auto start. I feel like Miami will find a way to get him the ball, whether that's uh, jet sweep or rush, a, a, any rushing plays. They're, they're, they're going to get the ball in his hands because he's so fast. Uh, Waddle, I, I would start Waddle, but I would be I'd be a bit timid just with his his injury past too, playing in the uh, the rough weather. I would be a bit timid playing Waddle, hmm. but Tyreek to me is an auto start. Did okay. you grow up in Windsor? I did. Okay. Well, actually, see, he's 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 actually from Detroit, Balky, and there's a dome over his stadium. I don't know if you're qualified to talk about snow like we thought you were going to. They are your bitch. No, I guess. Hey, I'm a I'm a Titans I'm a Titans guy, <laughs> and I'm talking about how much I like the Chargers this week. It's killing me. <laughs> you know what's funny about that is I have to look this up. I we might have an email for you. On the Titans going forward. Before we get to that, um, I do want to ask you a, a little bit about your team specifically, because I think this can help out a lot of people who are in the Football Guys Players, uh, uh, excuse me, Football Guys Play uh, Players Championship and the FFPC Min Event going forward here. Your lineup specifically, Corey, is pretty much, I, I look at it, it, it set itself for week 15. 16 and 17, we'll get to that. But have you considered knowing that you have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback? Um, have you considered the prospects of Kadarius Tony, the prospects of Juju Smith Schuster to vault yourself up even higher on the leaderboard with that hookup with Kansas City? Um, have you considered starting those guys? Because I know they're on your bench right now. Have you considered starting those Chiefs receivers this week? So when I when I draft my teams, my main one of my main things I look for is a stack between quarterback and wide receiver. And this team was Juju and Mahomes. And I was gonna ride with them every week. I just love the matchup. This week, last second, I pivoted off Juju for Kenneth Walker. Mm. You know, he, he put up 12 points. He was only projected for 10. Um, I still have a chance to put Juju in. I would have to bench Devonta Smith. I don't think I'm going to do that. So I think I'm going to ride with uh, Devonta Smith there. Um, and we'll see if it paid off. I, I don't know. I, the uh, Chiefs-Texans game this week, the game could be over in the first half. He might not, he may, he might not have a, a target in the second half. Good so if, good they, you know, if Jarek McKinnon and uh, Checo and Kelsey go off for you know, two touchdowns and – the first half, you know, he might, he might not even see the field in the second half. So I was just There's trying a lot to of young guys in that receiver core that yeah. are getting some time that they're yeah. going to get a shot to. Yeah, like I like Sky Moore this week for sure. I like Sky Moore to uh, 
maybe get a maybe get a touchdown. But Juju, just yeah, with, with to me, it's it's a one half game, and I just didn't want to take the chance. What are the chances again? Not that I want to. I don't want to say week fourteen as a correlation with week fifteen, but the Cowboys were big favorites against the Texans this past week, and they had to sweat it out till the deep um, uh, portion of the fourth quarter in that game. Kansas City, 14-and-a-half-point favorites in a game with a 49-and-a-half-point um, total. It's clearly, Corey and Farrell, you want, if you are rooting or if you have any Chiefs going, you are rooting for Rex Burkhead to be the hero of the first half. And if he is in that game, certainly now you're looking at some potential big-time points from Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and Kadarius Tony if he's active. We don't know if he's going to be active. Um, in the second half of that game. But that's what you're hoping for right now. I don't necessarily know if that's going to happen, uh, but certainly that's something we can look at. Hey, Corey, we, we're busy self-validating on the show this week. You know, last week we we could have uh, got you another football guys team if you had wavered over to or wandered over rather to to uh, uh, one of the casinos and made you a, a play on uh, – the Texans, we told them there was too many points in that game, and, and we were correct about that. And even though this is certainly not a gambling show, it is a understanding of who is going to be competitive. And and so, yeah, and, and I love watching the games sometimes for just the glimpses of what you can see. There's a player out of Seattle that's always interested me, Marquise Goodwin. He's, he's stayed in the league a lot of years. He came in the league way back in 2013 with Buffalo – now Tyler Lockett, who's, who's had a real uh, rebirth and ascension as a talent, uh, be interesting to see where he goes in the draft next August. But uh, in regards to Goodwin, I think this is the kind of player that if you have rostered, and it can't be the big roster percentage, but if you have rostered, I'm very, very comfortable in playing this player because I think he's a legitimate two, number two wide receiver in that offense or definitely a flex if you've got a good team in the championship. Your thoughts on uh, Marquise Goodwin or someone you like similar to him? Yeah, no, I, I do like Marquise Goodwin going forward. Uh, he's fast and he has good hands too. He's sneaky good for Seattle's third wide receiver. I would feel pretty comfortable if I was Geno Smith throwing him the ball. Yeah, I do too. I, I just like the way he plays it. It's interesting to me. I, I saw him. Some of these teams have veteran receivers, and you realize the, their best football is behind them. And then some of them have players that, when called upon, really, really step up. And 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 this is an example of, of two players that I thought might be declining in their career. Lockett now injured a wonderful season, and, and Goodwin is continuing to be a force on a team that looks like they're going to be in the playoffs. So, yeah, I like it. Farrell, let me ask you this. Um, uh, if you were in a league, and I'm sure you're in some leagues right now that still have waivers going, yes. is Marquise Goodwin a guy that you would blow, you know, 60, 70% of your remaining fab budget on to get him on your team? Just, yeah, because that'd, that'd be $2. It'd be $2. It's $2. Okay. <laughs> I get it. But I mean, it, and it could only be a one week thing because the latest information we got on Lockett is he may only miss this coming week and right. then he'll be back the, the following week. But what about Marquise? Because Goodwin, refresh me if I'm wrong, guys. 
Does does he not get the Kansas City Chiefs next week? Does he not get mm-hmm. um, a, a team that is going to be throwing the football, that is going to be putting up a lot of points where Geno Smith and the Seattle offense has to keep up? You know, right. you, you talk about, um, you know, um, players that um, you want to have an effect on, on your team the remainder of the season. We're almost at the end of the season right now. And even if Goodwin's impact is only in this game, where maybe he can go six for 80 and, and yeah. a touchdown or or eight for 120 and two touchdowns. Like, it's worth it at this point, it's, right, it's, it's 33% of what you've got left in the season right. if he has one good game. And, and, and you know, so you take a look at Goodwin, you take a look at the quarterback. Um, the quarterback has proven that he can – that he's looking for receivers that run correct routes and he can get them the ball. That was proven with Metcalf – on, on Thursday night, if you notice, Metcalf wasn't getting separation, but the ball was right there to catch. And mm-hmm. and Gino has been surprisingly accurate. More, people didn't label him as an accurate passer. So Goodwin, being the veteran that he is, runs the right route, ends up in the right position. He's going to get the ball, and he's catching the ball. So, yeah, I feel very, very good about that. And, and you know, guys, you know, later on we'll talk about Ramondre Stevenson. It's, it's all in the chat room. You know, I'm in a I'm in a situation right now where I hope he plays. My goodness, if he doesn't, Latavius Murray is my guy. So that's Oof. a big, you know, that's a big and Latavius Murray has contributed, but he doesn't have those kind of players around him. If you're going to look at a guy uh, that, that has a chance for a big one week game, look at a guy that's got contributing players around him. So that's that's what I'm looking for. You know, okay, so let's talk about Murray for a second uh, in a very brief second because yeah. I have him going in a KFFSC league, Pharaoh, where I'm trying to win the, the just the 12-team league, and I, I need a good performance from him, and I'm not feeling great about it. But let's open it up to people who are looking at the $500,000 grand prize, the million-dollar grand prize in the FFPC main event when we talk about the Patriots' backfield. Ramondre Stevenson has been a huge get uh, for them this season. He is officially uh, uh, officially questionable going forward against the Las Vegas Raiders this week. That was the latest update we got roughly five and a half hours or, or, or so ago. He is questionable. Uh, Corey, let me throw this to you. What's your feeling on Damian Harris if Ramondre Stevenson is inactive? And the caveat on this is the, the Patriots don't play till I believe it's a 4 o'clock game on Sunday which means that you're going to have all those one o'clock games behind you when you have to make the decision. And you're going to have three games on Saturday behind you as well. If you have to make the Ramondre Stevenson decision, what are your thoughts on Damian Harris this week against the Raiders? If that's what it comes to. So I I like Damian Harris this week. I would, I would stay away. You know, Bill Belichick, you you never know who his guy is. It could be, uh, I, Pierre Strong, or who was that other? Kevin, is it Kevin Harris? Was Kevin Harris. Yep. Kevin Harris. It could be the other Harris. So I, I would stay away if, if you can. It, going forward, if, if Ramondre is out for multiple weeks and then you see another game for Damian Harris where he comes out and he's, he, he's running the ball good, then I would go to him. But I would definitely need a definitely need a week to see it first with him. Farrell, are you of the of the same uh, uh, think tank here as, as uh, Corey? on the Patriots backfield going forward against the Raiders in week 15? You know, to a degree. However, I'm, I'm not as wealthy at the position. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I would be probably playing all those guys and hoping for the best, hoping for that kind of situation that, that comes out. And I can't think of 
a guy better positioned. You know, Balky certainly didn't know this because we were we had you coming on from Saskatchewan, pride of Canada that you are. And now we've learned that you are actually from Windsor slash Detroit. And we also learned that you're a Tennessee Titan fan. And it, it, it uh, but most importantly, you're geographically positioned to talk to us about Jamison Williams. And your next chance to draft Jamison Williams uh, will be at the Kentucky Fantasy Football uh, Super Bowl uh, party and draft, which I will be inviting to you. And, you know, I've got a trip down to Nashville. So, you know, I've been looking for someone that I could get a, a Derrick Henry autograph on this football. And, oh, and look at that. So, you, That's you come here, um, I, 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 I don't know if I'll see Derrick, but I will see somebody, whoever – I'm going there on a Tuesday, so it's on an off day. So who's ever in the training room, we'll get a, a Corey Knox uh, a Titan to, to come. Uh, yeah, that's that's what we'll do, Corey Knox. Now, okay, so let me ask you this. Talk to us about Jameson Williams. What's the vibe up there for this player? Will he continue to be a contributor? We know we know big things for him next year. We know we know huge things for him next year. Do you feel against the New York Jets this weekend and, and other teams going forward, that this is a player that you could somehow get in your lineup. And if you've got him in best ball, you 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 couldn't do anything about it, but just wait it out. Now you got a chance to shine. Yeah, Jameson Williams, like he, he he looked good that first game. He only had two targets. He had the one the one broken play that he sprung for the touchdown, which was nice. But the, the Lions fans are excited for him. And I work with a lot of them. I know a lot of them. They are excited for this offense next year, and I don't blame them one bit. Uh, as of this week against the Jets, you know, they got a lot of mouths to feed there right now. Uh, I feel like Gardner is going to be all over St. Brown. So um, I would look more for, like, DJ Chark. If you could if you could pivot to DJ Chark or even uh, Josh Reynolds maybe. But it, it, it is tempting. It is tempting with Jameson Williams for sure. He is He's, he's explosive, so – you know, all it takes is, is one play for him, and you can turn it uh, your whole week around. Be nice to have a high ceiling Lions player next yeah. year. I got a feeling you'll oh, be yeah. drafting this player. Yeah, oh yeah. All right, so I will say this: um, take it for what you will, guys. But last night, for in honor of the Seahawks 49ers game, I just wanted to chill out, watch a little football, uh, have some good food, got some takeout from Buffalo Wild Wings, which is literally right across the street from my house last night. Got one of their uh, boneless wing specials, and one of the sauces I chose was the Sauce Gardener Sauce Sauce. And I'll tell you this right now. It was delicious. Now, whether that means he's going to shut everything down against the Lions in Week 15, I don't know. But I'll tell you what. Whatever this guy concocted with Buffalo Wild Wings, he's got a taste for it. And he's got a taste for defending the football, too. Um, so I, I love the sauce, and that's why I'm staying away from Detroit Lions going forward. My apologies to the commish, Bryce, uh, who is a massive Lions fan who is hoping for a win uh, against the Jets this week. All right, um, let me ask you this. Uh, and, and we're talking with with uh, Corey Doherty, the pride of Canada, and 18th place in the Football Guys Players Championship entering the championship round of the FPC as he's chasing a $500,000 grand prize. This is something that people have been battling with, Corey, um, over the last, I want to say like three or four weeks. Rashad White versus Leonard Fournette in that backfield in Tampa. It certainly seems to me that White is getting the the good 
good touches um, with all those catches that he is getting in Tampa. But Leonard Fournette still making his presence felt. They are at home this week against a pretty good Cincinnati defense. They are getting three and a half points, a total right in the middle of 40 and 50, 44 and a half right now. What do you do if you have Rashad White? What do you do if you have Leonard Fournette? Quite frankly, what do you do if you have both of them? What are you doing in week 15 as far as your lineups go, Corey? So once again, yeah, it's to me, it's a situation. If, if, if you can sit both of them, if you have better options, play them. Which I highly doubt you have two better options than that. But if I'm going one, I'm going Lenny. Oh! I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I know it. I love Rashad White. I think next year he's going to be great. But this game could potentially be like the Houston Kansas City game. It could be over mm-hmm. in the first half. Mm-hmm. And I and who, who does Tom like to throw to on the on the dump offs? Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. And I can see I can see him getting you know eight catches. 70 yards and a touchdown just through the air. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be so I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked one bit if I saw that. You're so if, 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 I, if I had to go one, I would go Fournette. I'm not confident in either, but if I'm going one, I'm going Fournette. All right. I don't again, Farrell, hold on one second. Corey, like I say, I don't want to put words in our guest's mouths. You if you had Fournette and White, you specifically, 18th place in the football guys players championship, going into the championship round. You are benching White in favor of Leonard Fournette, correct? Correct. Got it, Farrell. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Let's let's make a. While you were thinking, while you were answering that, I thought this is a perfect question. Uh, Joshua Palmer, you've got the same situation. You've got Joshua Palmer, an elite developing wide receiver who we, who's, we patiently waited to see him on the field. He is flashed, especially while the other players are injured. Williams and now Keenan Allen back in a major way. I don't think you would bench Williams or Keenan Allen, but you don't have to to get Jordan Palmer in your lineup. Would you play Palmer with – would you feel comfortable with no other Charger receiver in your lineup uh, playing Palmer uh, as a flex position? Uh, Would you – if you had both Charger – two of the three Charger receivers and one of them being Palmer – would, would Palmer still see the field? Your thoughts, your beloved Chargers, tell us what you think about Palmer, because I'm a big fan. Yeah, no, I love Palmer, and he's a Canadian boy, too. I don't know if you guys knew that, but... Oh, yeah, we know. Um, yeah, uh, I, I would play him. I I, I, have, I think, like I said, get me any piece of the Chargers right now. I don't care. It's I think they're going to score, and they're going to score in bunches. Um, with everybody healthy, that does make me a, a tad hesitant. Uh, Mike Williams looked good last week. Keenan looked good, um, but still, I, you know, I, I like his skill set, and you know, if depending on who I have on my bench, but if if my team, if if he seems like a good go, I, I would I would feel confident give him a go. Um, Corey, uh, J- uh, Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Joshua Palmer, Gerald Everett—they're all startable in the championship round for. FFPC players, right? Correct. Okay. All right. I like this. I like this a lot, Farrell. We're getting some hardcore takes here. Good stuff. That we don't always get on this show. And I, I shout out Corey for, for all this too, because I, I appreciate it. It's helping me, quite frankly, as I submit my lineups early Saturday morning, PSA. Woo. We got football, three uh, triple header tomorrow. 
so make sure you get your lineups early uh, tomorrow. Um, okay, let's get into um, – no, I, I apologize, Farrell. Let's do um, your final question because we're up against it. Let's okay. do your final question for Corey Doherty tonight. Corey, I'll ask it quickly. Um, I need a sleeper, somebody we haven't talked about, that's really going to step up and, and perform. And then – I need your bust. I need to know the guy that everybody's going to start is going to go out and get six points this week. You know, a bust last week would have been Carr at quarterback. Who would have thought that would have been so terribly bad as it was? Give me a bust. Give me a sleep. I don't think you guys are going to like my bust. I, right before I came on, I heard you guys talking about him. But Christian Kirk, I, I'm just not feeling Christian it. Bust. That's, that's I'm not, ballsy. I'm not feeling it. Ballsy um, bust. <laughs> Any of the Jags, really, this week. I feel, you know, it was an emotional win against my Titans last week. Um, I don't I don't foresee uh, Evan Ingram with two touchdowns again. I don't foresee. In uh, his career. I don't. Yeah, I don't foresee St. Jones going off again. Career, I don't foresee that. Happening. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. So, I would stay away from Christian Kirk if you can. I know he's he's been up and down this year, but. I would uh, just I would stay away this week for sure. Um, for uh, on the other side, I don't know if it's so much of a sleeper, but Donovan Peoples Jones. No, no, you can't use him. No, no why not? No, he's not a sleeper. <laughs> yeah, why can't use him as a sleeper? No, first of all, everybody knows about Donovan Peoples Jones. Everybody, everybody knows. I think everybody knows. You know, if you have a hyphenated name, you get known sooner. You, you, you they can't be a sleeper. And he can't be a sleeper because he's got a hyphenated name. We need a sleeper without a hyphenated name. All right, Corey, this is the Mike Sims Walker theorem. So DPJ is obviously eliminated from contention here. Is there a non-hyphenated player you like this week? How about Josh Dawson, maybe? Now okay. you're talking. Right. There's a sleeper. I, like, I, like, I definitely like Washington over the Giants this week. Uh, they're going to be doubling Terry, uh, Terry McLaurin all over the field. And, you know, his snaps, percentages, targets have been going up every week since he's been back. I like him, too. He's he, I have him in a lot of leagues. He started off good. He had that terrible injury in the middle of the season for him. So I, I look for him to get a touchdown and 80 yards, seven catches. Okay. That's solid. I like the prediction, too. We get a numerical prediction on the last question, which is really rare, which I appreciate it. <laughs> And because you're doing that, Corey, we're going to keep you on for two more oh, quick yeah. questions keep here. Keep from here. the YouTube Don't chat right now. All right. So um, Trevor Holt, noted KFFSE legend, is chiming in right now. We already know that Marcus Mariota is on the shelf the remainder of the season because of a knee injury, which makes Desmond Ritter the starter, which we found out last week uh, before mm-hmm. the Falcons by that uh, uh, Ritter was going to be starting the pride of Cincinnati, Ohio. Is Drake London better? Corey, is he better with Desmond Ritter than he was with Marcus Mariota? For the people who have Drake London as a fringe flex, is he actually a more attractive start with Desmond Ritter than he was with Marcus Mariota? I think he will be for sure. Marcus, they they really uh, they were cautious with him throwing the ball throughout the season. They in, and even with Kyle Pitts, like Kyle Pitts, I was I was higher on nobody this year than than Kyle Pitts. And you could see that he was ending the game with four targets, three targets. They were sheltering Marcus Mariota. And believe me, I love Marcus Mariota. I have one of his jerseys upstairs. But I just I just don't see it in Atlanta for him. So I pretty much think 
at this point, anybody was anybody would be an upgrade almost, especially a rookie quarterback coming in that they're going to let loose and see what they got. The other question we have here, I'm going to flash it for everybody that they can see this. This is from our resident Ivy League professor, Hudson Kern-Reeve from Cornell. Ever hear of it? Hashtag Andy Bernard. He wants to know, <laughs> DJ Chark, or a guy we talked about earlier, Jamison Williams, who um, obviously has been missing the better part of, of, of you know most of the season. He caught that big 40-plus yard touchdown against the Minnesota Vikings. But now you have a situation in Detroit where it's him, the explosive first-round player, who is now back versus DJ Chark, who has a combined 11 catches over the last two weeks. He has almost topped 100 yards. He had 98 yards against the Jaguars. He's got 94 yards against the Minnesota Vikings. If you have to make a choice here, Corey, are you playing Jameson Williams for the upside? I guess maybe that's the question. If you're trying to vault yourself up the leaderboard, um, maybe it's Jameson Williams. If you're just trying to tread water in, in a, a local 12-team league or what have you, maybe it's Chark. How do you look at this Lions receiving situation? I just, I just don't see it for Jameson. Like I said earlier, you know, he had two targets, and his touchdown was on a, it was on a broken play, which I don't – I don't see that happening again, especially against the Jets. So if I'm leaning some way, I'm, I'm leaning, I'm leaning Shark for sure. I'm going with the volume. I'm going with the experience, and he's been there all year. Goff knows him. Give me Shark. Yeah, I sometimes don't want to play anyone against that Jets defense, but I, uh, yeah. I, I like, I like that. I like what you're, yeah. I like what you're doing there. And a tip of the hat to Trevor Colt, uh, Trevor Holt, who asked you that question. Uh, the bulky calls you the pride of Canada. Uh, Windsor at the border, uh, the first line of defense against all us uh, Americans who want to come over. But you know, uh, uh, Desmond Ritter is the pride of Louisville, Kentucky, and we got a lot of people down here that are very interested in seeing how he does this weekend. So, and uh, a noted, a noted Cincinnati Bearcat who was not recruited by the University of Louisville. So there you go. Ah, interesting stuff. The slighted Desmond Ritter out for blood this week. For the Atlanta Falcons, we certainly appreciate a guy who is out for blood in trying to win a $500,000 grand prize in the Football Guys Players Championship. 18th place heading into the championship round. He is Corey Doherty at uh, Corey Docs underscore on Twitter. We will all continue to follow you there. Corey, I certainly appreciate you hopping aboard uh, this week to talk about uh, your team, um, your start sits in, in week 15 and going forward. I hope... Uh, that uh, you will be a big winner this year, cashing a six-figure grand prize. And if so, uh, now that you are appearing here on December 16th, 2022, in the year of our Lord, you are contractually obligated to show up if you win the $500,000 grand prize, which I assume you are cool with um, if if that does indeed happen. Uh, Good luck. Uh, First of all, congratulations on your success so far this season. Good luck going forward. I know this is your second year playing in the Football Guys Players Championship. We will get that autograph uh, on uh, Farrell's football. And, and I have one question. Is there yeah, a type player that you would not want on the football? You can text me Ooh. later. You don't want to say it out. And is there one that's absolutely a favorite? Sorry, was the, the first thing you said, is there anybody I don't is, want Is on? there a guy that you don't want on the football? Don't say it here. Just tell me, and I'll make sure that I don't, I don't get that. Uh, you, you can text me later on or, or email me. It, but who would be your favorite player for the football? 
it's hard to go against Derrick Henry right now. But okay, maybe, Ta- cool. maybe maybe Taylor Lewan too, since I don't feel like he's going to be around much longer. But okay, yeah. right, very good. Um, I ever since Mike Vrabel said he would cut his own genitalia off to win a Super Bowl, I've been a quasi Tennessee Titans fan. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a big, I love Mike Vrabel, man. Yeah, he might be. He's a, he's a far cry in R.I.P. Mike Leach. We lost a legend this past week. He's a far cry from him, but he's on the right path. As is Corey Doherty on the right path to a $500,000 uh, grand prize in the FPC. Corey, thanks for hopping aboard this week. Uh, we will uh, talk with you again hopefully soon when you're cashing that six-figure grand prize. Thank you very much, fellas. Take care. Thank you. Corey Doherty, ladies and gentlemen, joining us from Ontario, Canada tonight. Uh, certainly appreciate Windsor. His brain. Windsor. From Windsor. Windsor. Exactly. So yeah, Farrell, you're the Canadian snob among us. I don't know enough. Like you are, you're the genius when it comes to this. Uh, I just been there. That's right. all I know. I know it's. I know you can see Detroit from the window. You know, because <laughs> I was I was in Canada. God, this is probably almost twenty years or, or so ago. Um, when I was I was dating my wife, my well, my girlfriend at the time, but we. Me and her in-laws went up to see um, Niagara Falls, but we took a car up there um, mm-hmm. from Wisconsin to see it, and it was awesome. Like, went to Wayne Gretzky's restaurant, had a great time in, in Toronto. That was it. I've never been to New York City, but I've heard that Toronto is sort of the New York yeah. City of Canada. Is that true? Yeah, it, it's it's got the feel. It's it's okay. got the feel, and that wind whips off the water. You 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 know you you know you're in a, a cold weather climate if you're if you're up there. Uh, in the winter part of the year, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good city. Good city. A lot of people know how to have a good time. Yes. That now that I do know that I do know for sure. All right. We have to go rapid fire through these okay. emails tonight um, because we are already up against it. Um, let's lead off with Roger. I think it's right. Is it Roger? Um, trying to get, get my bearing straight here in these emails. Yeah. It's Roger in um, North Adams, Michigan. Uh, Justin Fields or Dak Prescott this week. Farrell, I love Justin Fields' legs. I love what he's doing in Chicago, but no Darnell Mooney. We we found out Chase Claypool was ruled out this week, even oh. against Philadelphia where they should be throwing him the second half. I'm going to roll with Dak Prescott here. Oh, yeah. You're going to roll with Dak Prescott for the players around him. So, yes. Um, next one, uh, Jim in Garner. Not James Garner, but <laughs> Jim in Garner, North Carolina. RIP to James Garner as well. Uh, Najee Harris or Isaiah Pacheco. This is interesting this week. This is, you know, you think about everybody who drafted, um, Najee Harris in the first or second round of their, of their drafts back in August or September or even earlier than that. And you think about like how they have been able to navigate themselves here to this point. Um, that's really accomplishment. And, and I think you have to keep going, go with the flow lately. I'm going to go with Pacheco Mm -hmm. at Houston this week over Najee Harris at Carolina. I'm going to go with Pacheco. They're trying to get him the ball more often. They're trying to get him very, very comfortable and have, in case he has to play that role. He runs angry. He catches the ball well. He's going to get time on the field and build with his quarterback. Don't be worried. It's, McKinnon's going to get his too. But Pacheco is is the developing player here. Maybe the, the more interesting question is, where does Pacheco go in drafts next year mm, for yeah. Kansas City? That could be very interesting. We'll six round. Like that. I think it's higher than six round. But we do you? See, I do. But we will see what happens in, in drafts in January and February before the NFL draft, before free agency hits. 
Uh, we will be breaking that down right here in the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour. Okay, this is a little bit more of an, an intriguing one because DJ Moore is officially listed as questionable going up against the Steelers this week. He got in a full practice Wednesday. You love it. Full practice on Thursday. Sign me up. Limited on Friday. I hate, 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 hate these midweek injury report downgrades. This is not good. He is coming off the second catchless game of his NFL career. And now if you have the decision between DJ Moore this week, Farrell, and um, uh, George Pickens mm-hmm. for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who probably will not have the services of, of Kenny Pickett. He's probably going to get Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph. But George Pickens at Carolina, which way are you leaning here? I think for me it's Pickens. Yeah, I, I think for me it is too. Um, you could – you're not going to feel smart however it works out. You're just going to say, I, I got two guys that I really don't like their situations, and I've, I've got to get lucky. I've got to flip a coin. And, and so you, you, can't, you can't claim to have made the right choice. You could claim to make a choice that worked out. Uh, you could claim to make a choice. That's great. And it's true. Um, Panthers, by the way, minus 3.5 in a 37.5 point uh, total in that, that could uh, be high. For Carolina game. That is a one o'clock game. So obviously if you are really dead set against starting, uh, or if you really want to start DJ Moore, you will have the opportunity to either start him or bench him based on if he is active or not on 1130 or at 1130 on Sunday morning. Okay. Final one. Yeah. It's a tight end question here. And it is from, beg your pardon here, Ron in Tom's river, New Jersey, not, at two packer, a different Ron here. He wants to know Tyler Higby or Dawson Knox. Okay. Mm. So Tyler Higby is going up against the hapless Green Bay Packers defense on Monday night, uh, on Monday night football at Lambeau Field. That's who Tyler Higby is facing. Dawson Knox is going up against the Miami Dolphins at home, which we think is going to be a lot of snow at Orchard Park. Which way are you uh, leaning on this one, Farrell? Um, assuming tight end premium format scoring. You want to go with Higby or Knox? What quarterback am I getting in Los Angeles, Balky? I don't think you've mentioned his name during the show. His name is Baker Mayfield. Baker is, Mayfield, very name. good. I, um, I'm going to play the wild card and believe that Higby is a consistent check down player for Baker Mayfield and – could have the highest ceiling. I don't like either of these situations. Mm-hmm. Dawson Knox this year would probably have disappointed me more than Tyler Higby has. Uh, even in games when the Rams have, been, have not had a chance, Higby has had good games. Um, I, I like him as a target over guys like Skoranek, uh, even though Skoranek made good catches in the drive against the Raiders. I guess I've answered this question too long. There's reasons to like Higby. I can find more reasons than them than, than I would to like Knox. There is no Cooper Cup. There is no Allen Robinson. Um, and Tyler Higby is a guy who absolutely crushed it in the first part of the season. You think about week one, five catches against the Bills, seven catches in week two against the Falcons. He had a 10-catch performance against the Niners, followed up with a seven-catch performance against the Cowboys. That said, I am rolling, not with Tyler Higby. Dawson Knox is my guy this week in the snow. You think about this, Tyler Higby. This is a guy that a lot of people, you know, tight end premium formats were counting on, right? 
And the dude, since he got seven catches for 46 yards against the Cowboys in week five, Farrell, he has had one, count him, one game where he had more than four catches. That is awful. It is not good. This is the championship round. You don't want to count on players like that. Give me a piece of the Bills offense. Give me Dawson Knox. I know it's snow. I understand it. But he's Dawson Knox. He's in Buffalo. He's used to the snow. He's used to the cold weather. The Miami Dolphins are not. I like Dawson Knox better than Tyler Higby this week. Go with God and start Knox. Farrell, <laughs> um, listen, this was such a treat hanging out with you. Uh, once again, on a Friday night in mid-December, the dawn of the championship round, the KFFSC uh, championship is in the thick of it. Remind me again, Jeff Jackie and our mutual friend, he is leading the KFFSC main event. He's right our now. leader uh, Thursday night, and he uh, he dropped a few points. There's some great guys, Chuck Buell. Uh, yep. uh, from Louisville, Axeman is up there. Our, our guest from last week. There's a lot of good and recognizable names that. But uh, Jeff, uh, after Thursday night's game, only dropped uh, down about uh, ten or eleven points, and he has the full six hundred minute complement of his players. Uh, one of the only ones in our current top ten who has that. He's got a good team that he put together. And uh, one thing I can say about uh, drafting a Jeff, he doesn't listen to uh, common knowledge and, and chatter. So he was not afraid to draft Josh Jacobs. He was, you know, he he did, he doesn't, uh, you know, he comes in with a plan and sticks to it. I will say this for anybody who is visiting Louisville, whether it's going to be for the big game. They coming better up be. in February, which you should be going to in Louisville um, and taking all the action in at Caesar, Caesar Southern Indiana and yes, drafting in the KFFSC, the first leagues in the KFFSC going forward. But if you are going to the KFFSC in August next year, you make sure you find Jeff Jackie, you buy him a drink, and you saddle up next to him and you talk his ear off because he will tell you the best stories about the music scene in mm-hmm. Los Angeles mm-hmm. back in the 70s and 80s. I learned so much from him. It was fast. Chad and Schroeder today. And, and, today. Yeah. and today. And today. Chad Schroeder and I were sitting there on Sunday night, Farrell, as, as I, you may or may not be aware. But we sat there like literally like this, like schoolboys, like tell us more, Jeff. Like it was so entertaining to hear him tell us all the great stories of what was going on in the music scene. For four plus decades, it was yeah. awesome. And you got to drag it out of him, and if you if you go by the bar, you know it, it's 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 a cheap date because he doesn't drink; he's cold as right. only. Yes. So you know, yes. I mean, it's it's you know, it gets a little caffeine in him. He'll start telling those stories. My favorite is about when he worked with and for Debbie Harry Blondie. That's those Blondie. Are good yep. stories, and uh, you know, the best thing about it is that uh, he's he's called upon to do it by talented people from time to time, and he does a great job. Uh, what I, I think one of the things I realized we got to get Jeff Jackine uh, on this show. Yeah, we got to get him on the show. Go, go going forward for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will have you on this show going forward, including next week. Uh, mm-hmm. It is our holiday episode coming up on uh, a week from today, December twenty third, mm-hmm. when we are talking about we're previewing essentially the last week of the KFFSC main event, and of course the second week of the FFPC playoff uh, or FFPC main event and football guys playoff championship championship round. That's going to be exciting as well. 
Farrell, no, no other person I want to talk fantasy football with than you, and we will do so next week, my friend. Except those guys over at Rotoviz. You're busy talking to them all no, week. Exactly. It's, 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 <laughs> it, it's really – I've been talking to my agent again. He doesn't even know how to spell Rotoviz. It's hard to get on them. But I don't – you know, it, it's – you just keep the Canadians coming on here. The Canadians are very entertaining people. Yes, they are. And the no, Canadians and, are, are – I, I used to say they're underrated. Underrated no more because now yeah. everybody expects greatness. Which we we got to get Corey. Down. We we got to get Corey down here. We got to yes. work with me on that. That that'll be good. Thank you for having me, Paul. You're absolutely welcome. We will talk with you again next week. Uh, happy. Um, I don't know. I know it's Christmas. Know, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. It's Chris, Christmas next week. Happy Hanukkah to everybody who is celebrating. Yeah, Hanukkah, Hanukkah then, coming up next week. Farrell, be good. We will talk with you on Friday. Thank you, sir. Farrell Elliott, the uh, definitive commissioner of fantasy football at KFFSC.com, at KFFSC official on Twitter, and at J. Farrell Elliott on Facebook and Twitter. I want to thank Corey Doherty, Farrell Elliott, the FFPC, Rob Bryce, and of course, each and every one of you. We are live, as I just alluded to, next Friday at 10, 9 central with another great guest as we get into week two of the FFPC main event and Football Guys Players Championship Championship round. Uh, if you missed it, watch the road of his high stakes lowdown with the FFPC main event 12th place finisher. Uh, that was Jerry Kaforsky. We had that on this past Tuesday. Check that out at uh, uh, youtube.com slash FFPC fantasy or rotaviz.com slash podcast. The uh, high, stakes, uh, fan, uh, high stakes lowdown returns on Tuesday. We are going to have on the FFPC main event uh, regular season 16th place finishers. You heard them on the HSFF hour before. They are going to come on the uh, road of his high stakes lowdown this uh, coming week on Tuesday. Dan and Brian Jaciak, they are 16th place in the FFPC main event as they chase a $1 million grand prize. Uh, the High Stakes Fantasy Football Show on the Better Sports Network was awesome this past week on Wednesday when we got Mike Shope from the Draft Sharks uh, Deep End Fantasy Football Podcast as well as Buffalo Sports Radio WGR 550. It was, uh, I mean, I, I think I, I said this to Matt Deutsch, who is uh, former head of um, programming uh, at uh, Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Um, we, we were talking on Thursday and I said, Mike Shope and me set a record for the most amount of information on the rundown not covered because we just got onto other stuff like talking about fantasy football years, but we got into the, I don't know if anybody's ever seen the being there movie with Peter Sellers back in the seventies. We talked about that for a while as well, but Mike and I had a great time uh, in case you missed that. Make sure you subscribe um, and become uh, a, a paid subscriber to the better sports network um, app, uh, which is free in the Google play store and the um, uh, app store as well. And then once you download the app, you can choose the paid subscription to get everything, not only the Better Sports Network High Stakes Fantasy Football Show with yours truly, but every single interview, every single show on demand, whenever you want it, it is highly affordable and it is highly awesome. So make sure you're doing that. Um, if you want to listen live this coming Wednesday at 10, 9 central, Rotoviz owner and proprietor, Curtis Patrick, will be my co-host on that program. It's our holiday show. We will uh, get into a lot of stuff with Curtis uh, this week as we help you set your lineups for week two in the FFPC main event championship round and the Football Guys Players Championship round as well. Uh, play the FFPC weekly challenge. No draft, no salary cap. Just choose 10 players or 12 players if you want to play with kickers and defenses. Or if you don't, uh, in, uh, in that, myffpc.com. $35 to enter, $200 to enter. You can play in a 100-team format, a 30-team uh, format, or in the 10-team format 
where if you beat the other nine players, you will get a free entry into the 2023 FFPC main event uh, uh, next year. So you can play for a million dollars without paying for your entry. What's better than that? Not a whole lot, in my opinion. If you are interested in the Football Guys Playoff Challenge, the world-famous FFPC Playoff Challenge, both those contests are live at myffpc.com. Remember, in the FFPC Playoff Challenge, you can win $500,000 in that contest. You can win $100,000 in the Football Guys uh, Playoff Challenge. That is only a $35 entry fee in that. Again, myffpc.com. What do I always tell you at the end of every episode? Like the video. Subscribe to youtube.com slash FFPC fantasy. Comment on this video. Tell me I'm ugly. Tell me I'm overweight. Tell me I'm a moron when it comes to fantasy football. I don't care what it is. Destructive and constructive criticism equally appreciated by yours truly. So please do that uh, as well. Uh, share it with your friends. Uh, tell everybody how much you love or hate this show. We appreciate either. And then uh, click that little notification bell so you get notified so you know when we are going live with the HSFFO or when you know we are going live with the Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown. Um, thank you so much for watching, everybody. We certainly appreciate it. Again, Farrell and I will be back next Friday at 10, 9 Central. The weekend officially starts now. <laughs>